Hey, Mark, we're back again. Strategy and conversions this is episode three. First off, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, really good. We've had a good week and just waiting for the weekend to come now. We'll always look forward to the weekend. I'm looking yeah. forward to, to Tuesday. Tuesday, I actually have the, the barber's appointment. So you know, the, the, hair, the hair's finally going to get trimmed, the beard, everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah new, new me from, from next week. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. But let's pick up then from uh, last week. So yeah. we ended last um, last week's episode. I mean, we, we, we've covered a lot in, in the past two episodes, you know, a, yeah. a lot. We, we've got into just copy in general and, and the different elements to it. We then got into emotion and we, we really went, went deep on that. Right. And as we got to the end, I... I basically said, look, we'll stop there because I think there's a great topic that we can talk about for the next episode, which is the gray area of, oh, yeah. you know, what what I call, I think I think it's, it's probably one of those areas that people necessarily don't think of or, or they don't look at. And and the reason it came about is we were talking about how business coaches, uh, maybe even marketing companies, accountants, they're always talking about tracking. Yeah, and you know, and we want to track. Of course, we we want that data. We want to be able to analyze that data and and make educated decisions from that. And we'll, we'll talk about maybe some of that kind of tracking and and data moving up. But there's also the, the kind of element of we don't necessarily know what works. You know, very true. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes we, I mean, as you said, you you can track the things you think are working, but there's so many things like word of mouth that you have no idea where that referrer came from on that and what they saw. And what, one of the big, there's a classic thing, isn't there, that a lot of people talk about um, in, in network marketing, which is a whole different area at all. But they're saying about, you know, you would tell people if you went to see a good film or had a good meal, you would tell people about their restaurant and how good it was. But the restaurant has no idea you're doing that. So, so it's totally untrackable. Uh, that's the big thing, you know, is, is I guess that referral of a referral. Yeah, you necessarily don't know that, you know, where that referral has come from. And I guess I've kind of spoken about this before where I've said, um, you know, you you could be running a, a gardening business or, or something like that. You could be putting out messages on, on social media. Yeah. Uh, you could be running ads or, or something like that. And a person is down in a coffee shop with their friend and they're talking with their friend and, and the friend says, oh, do you know what? I've, I've got to do my dad's garden this weekend. He, he's too old now. He can't do it or something. I've got to go around and do it, but I don't have time. And the person says, oh, have you heard of Jim's mowers or whatever it's called? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I keep seeing his ads and everything. They bring it up on their phone. The person calls, they book it in and they say, oh, a friend referred me. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. So that person, you know, tracking the ads and all that kind of stuff, did it work? Well, to them, it, it didn't. No, exactly. Um, but yeah, and it's it's interesting. I remember. Um, I mean, obviously before lockdown, but it's quite interesting. If you go to, I mean, especially with tradespeople, if you go to a pub on a Friday night, you'll see lots of different tradespeople talking to each other about their week and what's happened, and and basically doing that, referring each other and giving each other jobs and talking about stuff, and. Um, and some of them, you know, you might have someone also in the same group who's got a, as you say, you know, gardening work or a shed that needs needs fixing. That is all totally off the wall marketing. Uh, it can't be can't be tracked, and yet it, it can work really well. So it comes back down again to doesn't it to understanding where your market is. And sometimes if you're if you're if you're a 
tradesperson or working with tradespeople, sometimes you'll, maybe your best marketing approach is to go down the pub on a Friday night and start having conversations with people. Oh, well, I, I totally agree. There's, there's something actually else with, with trades where, as you said that then, I, I can remember it clear as day. It's about two years ago. I was in Sainsbury's and I was just walking down one of the aisles there and a guy stopped the never guy. And I can't remember what, what trade it was, but he stopped him and he said, oh, you know, I see that you're a whatever it was because he had a, he had a T-shirt on or a jumper that had the logo over the right. back. Yeah, yeah. So did this. And he stopped and he said, oh, I see you do so-and-so. I, I need some work doing. And they, <laughs> they had that conversation. It's like, yeah, do you know what? Like that, that personal branding and, and stuff like that, you know, it is, it, it's always great. But, but where, where do you put that in, you know, to well, you know, did that work? That, that guy could have that jumper for three years and never had anything. Yeah. Could have just got it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that's a big thing nowadays. And there's a, a lot more people, companies are realizing that, that that kind of personal branding has really begun to work. I mean, you know, you saw the stuff with all the PPC stuff that is now branded as well. And obviously people are beginning to realize um, that that personal branding works. I think it, there was um, an estate agent in London. I can't remember the name of them now. Um, and not not living in London. It doesn't spring to mind. But they were one of the first people, and apparently they had a whole fleet of minis, um, the estate agents drove minis, and they were plastered with their branding, the company branding. Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, um, I can't remember where, where I read this, but it really pushed them so high within the estate agents industry in London. They were they were one of the top estate agents, and they weren't anything that they, I don't think they were in any particular grand offices or anything. It's just people saw them all the time, saw these minis day and night with their branding on, and and um, and that brought in a massive amount of business. And how, as you said, how do you track that? You can't track it. Yeah, how do you even plan that as well? You well, know, yeah, just, exactly. When you sit down, when you sit down, you think, right, okay, if we had, you know, I don't know how much a fleet of minis and branded up would actually cost, but a fair whack. Yeah. If you, you thought to yourself, okay, look, we, we have 100K to spend on our marketing. You know, where, where do you go with? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. Spend all on minis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do it that way. That's, that's a bit of a gamble in my eyes to yeah. kind of do it. But so that that gamble's paid off, and I think sometimes just because it's so different, you know, it, it kind of breaks that norm. And I, and I guess that's where we kind of look at all different kind of areas of of marketing is that what may work for someone may not work for someone else, and yeah. it may not be someone's cup of tea. You know, yeah. that that person, like I said, who stopped the person in Sainsbury's, for example. I mean, they they could have been been crying out just to bump into someone. Yeah, you know, they, they they probably had a plan to go down the pub on the Friday. To see, yeah, yeah. You know the yeah. group of trades people, but um, you know they may not be looking on on social media, or they may not be taken to Google to say, you know, I did this, or maybe it wasn't a priority until they seen it. Yeah, well, that's another thing, isn't it? Because people people have these thoughts. You know, people have so many thoughts going around their head, and at that particular time, his priority was shopping, so that he was there shopping. And it just, it sparked something. You saw this guy, saw the brand and thought, ooh, you know, I'll have a conversation. I guess that's uh, the same thing as, as you're talking about with the minis, you know, is yeah. that actually it's just front of mind. So yeah. people keep seeing it, you know, and maybe there's that kind of um, element to that of not so much pulling the wall over, over people's eyes. I'm not sure what, what I'm, the word I'm trying to think here, but just because they kind of roll out with, you see us everywhere, people automatically think, well, they're the people to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you're, I think that's a huge thing in that because um, people, I think that the whole front of mind thing is far 
more underestimated than we realize i think is when when someone this goes back to visibility strategies again with writing visibility strategies of people on linkedin or social media but again on the street and and you know and and postcards through the letterbox is when they keep seeing something time and time again um i i i, I there's definitely an element that starts to that starts to filter into the mind and that, and people remember those cards or they remember those those things they keep seeing. You know, and- I'm going to jump in because I'm just thinking of a, a great uh, marketing sort of strategy that I always fall for. And on, on a Friday, the Domino's pizza menu always comes through the door. <laughs> and, and straight away, I'm just like, hmm, pizza tonight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe and I wasn't thinking about that before, you know? Yeah, and exactly. Perfectly timed. They know their customers. They know that people on a Friday just think, you know, put their feet up, watch a bit of telly maybe. Oh, and the, and the last thing they really want to do is cook a meal maybe. So it's yeah. kind of like, well, let's let's hit them with this uh, advertising on, on pizzas. And, uh, yeah, and that really, and, really works. And, and, and you know what's really interesting with that, mate, is it probably, uh, you know, I'm – I'm, I'm painting myself in, into this kind of picture now, but I get um, I get text messages from Domino's. I, I get emails from Domino's, you know, but sometimes it's that menu that, that makes me yeah. take action, yeah. you know, and, and is it a case of the menu is a better marketing tactic? Not necessarily. I think it's a combination. Yeah. You know, and I think we, I'm not sure we kind of touched on it before about different touches of sales. You know, seven thousand yeah. yeah. stuff. I have so many conversations these days. I don't know what you know who I've been talking to about what or whatever. But you know that there's that kind of thing of you know when does that when is that tipping point? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I've heard so many stories over the uh, well, they've increased the number of touches have increased. So I think a year or two years ago it was seven touches, then it went up to seventeen, and people say, oh, you know, you've got to have. <laughs> 27 touches yeah before someone will buy and that is so arbitrary you know that yeah i i i totally understand that the more people that see your copy the more or see your content whatever it is wherever it is even if it's a phone number on a van a carpenter's van or something um people the more people see that stuff around they'll buy but for example um i i had i i had a lady who called me uh two days ago so I had a I I had a person that I know sent me an email say I got someone who might be interested in what you do, um, and I said fine yeah let's let's connect together. So she sent an email and uh, connecting us both together. So that's the first touch. I had a phone call with her two days ago. That's the second touch, and now she's bought off me. Now wow. that's only three touches. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that just throws the whole that whole idea of twenty seven touches out the window. So it's a very general. You can't rely on that. It's a very general thing. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm lucky because obviously this other lady might have seen my uh, seen the stuff I write out quite a bit. But you know, I didn't know this. Uh, you know, well, beginning of the week, I didn't even know this this lady existed, and yeah. let alone you know get any business from her. So yeah, it's really weird how it can work. It's interesting. I guess it's like we always kind of say with marketing I think so many times people kind of look at marketing as, as just straight up advertising as we do something expecting to get something in return. Mm. And when, what we're doing with marketing really is we're opening up a channel that if someone yeah. is interested, yeah. they can come to us. We're, we're in effect putting the ball in their court to make yeah. the decision. And are they ready to make the decision right now? Are they ready to make the decision after like you said 17 touches? Yeah. yeah. It's like maybe they're not ready to make the decision themselves. Maybe they're just recommending to to someone else you know and i guess it's just different kind of 
uh, strategies there that you play of, of nurturing and, and educating and, and stuff like that. And I, I guess maybe just to, um, just in case anybody watching or listening, you know, they're just like, what are you talking about with, with seven touches of cells and stuff like that? I mean, just to recap, I think this comes back from the whole kind of maybe, maybe like the kind of eighties and, and nineties kind of sales people. You know, I say salesmen because I think it was more salesmen than, you know, women and stuff like that at the time. But they're the kind of people who were cold call. Yeah, yeah. They would just be cold calling people, you know, do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy that? And after seven, eight, nine touches or whatever it is or, or, or seven calls, yeah, finally goes, right, what is it you're selling? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm open to having a conversation now. I mean, some of these guys were good, you know. I mean, by the time it gets to the seven call, they know all the kids' names, the dogs, you know, the new dog and the new car and everything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They're really good true. before they get into it. But I guess what happened, like you said, where that increases, I think that, pro- that probably has just increased over time with technology and the different distribution channels that have opened up, social media yeah. and stuff like that, that. We see so much information that all these kind of messages are, are pumping to us that sometimes it takes 17 touches of sales rather than seven. Very much. And, and you think about, you, you, you think about the different, as you said, the different channels. So, I mean, you've got, um, you've got obviously the classic social medias, Facebook and LinkedIn and, and Instagram. Um, uh, Pinterest is one, I guess as well. Now you've got That's WhatsApp right. and you've it, got it, messenger. It. Just, it's phenomenal. The amount of know. ways. <laughs> people it's a the, the amount of ways that people can actually make a contact with you is just is staggering nowadays there's the the whole kind of like memes and stuff like that that go about now yeah where, you know so, someone's looking at a phone and they're just like why are you trying to call me it's 20 yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. we've got we've got messages and facetime and all this kind of stuff yeah. like you know it is crazy but I, I guess the the flip side of it like like you said is is this lady was um you know a phone call and, and she she's kind of buying from you you know three yeah. touches of sales and i guess to, to kind of flip it on its head of the seven touches is that you know you may only need one touch and the way i've always kind of mentioned this is that if you break your leg for example you're looking to get to the hospital you know yeah. you want you want a doctor to fix it you're not interested in reading an ebook about it yeah. or <laughs> you, know, you just want yeah. you just want a solution yeah. to your problem and i guess that's why i come back to putting it in the person's court it's whenever they want that solution to their problem that they can take that next step to come in yeah and like your guy the guy you saw in Sainsbury's it was just happened to be front of mind at that particular second he saw something and he acted immediately now um uh so he was it was kind of the right time the right place and he was in the right frame of mind and that is so difficult to try and manufacture so you Mm. have to just be be putting stuff out there uh from and creating visibility and educating people because you never know where that message is going to hit home and and what business is going to come from it. So you 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 can't. It's it's very difficult sometimes. You can't discount discount all the different channels to use for marketing, but you have to kind of draw a line. But it's just it's visibility and consistency really is is where marketing really works. Exactly. I think. I think one one of the words that you. You mentioned them was was manufacturing, and I think yeah. this is where a lot of people in marketing make a mistake is they they try to manufacture a sales funnel, and what yeah. they look at is right. Okay, this person is going to see me post or talk about something on LinkedIn. I'm then going to give away ten tips on on something. You know, I'm then going to give them 
you know, something else. And then I'm going to ask them to buy a little course or a little ebook or something like that. And, and then I want them to have a one-to-one with me or get into group coaching and all this kind of stuff. And there may be different layers. And what we're trying to do is take people through different stages and all this kind of stuff. But there will be people who just want that solution right now. They yeah. want your one-to-one coaching or your group coaching or your, your yeah. elite program. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think that that's where sometimes with, you know, tracking with manufacturing and all this kind of stuff that it can get so it can get so kind of clogged down in, into the kind of data of yeah, you know is, what yeah. is working and what isn't working that you don't see the bigger picture and you don't just go do you know what i'm just going to put you know my logo on the top and walk around sainsbury's yeah exactly you know it, who knows who, who knows what works and that's the that's the again coming back to marketing isn't it is that um sometimes we we own yeah, there's there's certain things that don't work and will never work but we'll never find it until we try it so there are there is an element of marketing which is a bit of, you know, which is the trial and error and a lot of people might think oh yeah but that's going to be that's going to be wasting time and money but it isn't because what you're doing is just you're eliminating the channels that don't work and it could be that branding personal branding like on a t-shirt would have been the stuff that would have worked in the first place but sometimes you have to go through different methods to yeah. find that once you find that scene, like we said before, once you find that scene where people will respond, um, then it, it's kind of, it, it, it's a great piece of gold and that marketing works. But to get to that piece of marketing, it, it isn't just simply, I'm going to do this and I know it's going to work. It's, it's it. all and about testing, still like we said before. I think we, we kind of touched on this before in one of the episodes yeah. where, you know, a, a, every kind of industry is different. Um, what works for one doesn't work for another. Now, trades, for example, they do get a lot of referrals. Yeah, probably if you take, I guess, reckon 80% of trades, all their business is referral based. Yeah. They're always busy, whether they're sole traders or in a small team, they're always, always busy. And that kind of tactic of someone stopping someone and saying, oh, I see you are, and again, I can't remember what it was, but just say it was an electrician. I see you're an electrician. You know, I've been needing this done for quite some time. It's a bit different to say, an accountant or a solicitor walking around Sainsbury's with a top saying, I'm a solicitor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that, that tactic w- wouldn't work. And that, that's like you said, that whole kind of trial and error is that what we're looking to do is, is we're not just looking to do trial and error things to, to waste money. No. But, but what we are trying to do is determine what is worth spending more money on. Yeah, definitely. Yes. You know, right. once, once we have proof of concept and we have something that works and we know that, okay, we know that through this method, X amount of people get onto to this page and, you know, then they convert or, or whatever it is. We know we can spend a lot more money on, on that tactic. But until we get to that stage, we, you know, we don't know that it works that well. You know, we, oh. it, any money that we spend in it is gambling until we know what, what we Yeah, have. to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like an, an analogy that we used before, isn't it? If you've got £100, uh, for example, let's use a round, so you've got £100 and you might spend hundred pounds, ten pounds of time on different things that don't work. So you've you, you've in effect, you might think you've you've lost ninety pounds, but then one one thing works, ten pounds. So then you can take that ten pounds to the bank, bank get twenty pounds back, and then twenty pounds back again, and twenty pounds back again because it's working. And all of a sudden, you've covered your investment, and now you're really into into profit. And that's how marketing works. Really, it's 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 never. Well, it's, you're very, very lucky if it's going to be a quick win. It's normally you have to take the time, you have to think about it until you hit those, those, those um, uh, maybe a small section of things that are working, but they will recover once they start working for you. You'll recover all the money you spent in the past. 
and then you'll make some more. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult sometimes for people to grasp that, that, um, that they have to spend before they'll, before they'll start to see some, you know, some major results. I think, I think a couple of things there just to, to pick up on. So like you said, is that, you know, people try to, to do marketing to get a quick win. I think what happens is a lot of people use that kind of tactic where yeah. they think, yeah. well, you know, I'm going to do this bit of marketing and then nothing comes of it. And they're just, like, oh, that didn't work. So they rule it out where, like we've already said, different kind of touches. It could be something that kind of uh, does get to that stage. It could be within their copy or, or their offering that wasn't quite right. I think there there is a case of, you know, when, when done correctly, when when looked at it with, with a bit of a, a strategic kind of eyes that, you can achieve a quick win through 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 short marketing, but it isn't sustainable. Yeah, we we can continue okay. with that. Yeah. You know, we may be able to run an offer, for example. Yeah. You know, yeah. we may be able to, or something that's seasonal, that yeah. or something that's topical in the news, or, or something like that, that we could maybe put a spin on. Yeah. Go okay, look, we we've got the, this product or this offer, and we can use whatever this event is that's coming up, and we can use that to our advantage to get a quick win from a marketing on on you know just this short term. But if we tried running that or putting more money into that, we're just going to lose money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's all those kind of different levels to it, I guess, when when we break into it. But like I said, I think what happens a lot of times is that people are looking for that quick win. And that's what they think marketing is, is the quick win, rather than, like we said, when once you build out something which is sustainable and you do have proof of concept, is that it becomes predictable. So money that you put into it, you know what's going to be happening. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. You want to find that that thing that is predictable. And it may not be predictable for, you know, it may be predictable and then go out of fashion. I mean, look at fidget spinners, for example. They came, what was it, three years ago. And they were predictable for a time because everyone was buying them. And that virtually overnight, just died. It just all stopped because no, I, I, everyone had them. <laughs> that, that is spot on. I guess what I'm talking about with quick wins is trends. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Latching, latching onto a trend and making that work for you in, in a short period of time, 100%. But marketing in, in general, whether it's just for a product or service, or we are talking then about a business, for example, you know, we can still use that, you know, to our advantage over the long term. And um, I just, I'm just thinking from, from what we've been talking about so far, you know, we, we kind of touched on data and tracking and maybe, maybe we bashed it a, a little bit where I know that I know you personally and, and for myself is that we actually think the opposite that we think yeah. that, that tracking and, and data and analysis is, is probably the most important part of marketing. And we, we have touched on that a bit with obviously, you know, once we know that we can put 10 pound in and get 20 pound back, but hmm. so many people just kind of look at tracking and they're looking at it from a, a way where they think, okay, I, I want to look at my tracking to see what, you know, is, is jumping out at me. They're yeah. not, Thoroughly looking at the, the the small changes. Yeah, well, that isn't that true though, isn't it? I mean, because there's some things. I mean, fidget, to take those fidget spinners. So fidget spinners went massive for a, a short while, really, and then died off. And yet, there's been other products that have just kept carrying on going quietly. And they've been there and just been growing and growing and growing. People buying more of them, and those are the in your tracking. Uh, tracking system you'll see these tiny changes and you can easily ignore that and just go that's what we've got to go for we've got to go and buy more of the more of these i wonder how many people ended up with stocks and <laughs> tons of fidget spinners they couldn't shift and yet th- there was something else that was just quietly ticking along in the background so yes you have to pay i think we you know ultimately the 
we do need to pay attention to the numbers. We need to look at the, the big changes as well as the small ones, because the big changes, the big numbers are normally indicative that there's a trend going on and it will drop. The little changes are, are indicative that something is, is sustainable. Um, but I think also with the numbers, we have to be aware, like we, as we started out, that there is this whole sort of grey area that we can never track. And we have to accept that you'll never, you'll never know where everything, everything comes from. But it's just trying to track what is, what is, what is working. I mean, what is growing? Because again, it's the same old thing. We were talking about this earlier. I know that um, if a product or a, a business as a whole, for example, if it's not growing, it's receding. Mm. So if you have a product that is growing, even in slow increments, that is great because there are probably so many products that are actually declining because the the they, uh, the demand is gone, whatever. And it, and and if we don't. And, and if we see a trend of their, them declining, that's where we need to, even if it's on small changes, that's probably an area where we need to think, hang on, is this, ca- is this wise to carry on marketing? Maybe we should stop this and look at the ones that are growing. So always be looking for that growth as well. Yeah, totally. I think just to, to touch on that, a, a quick little story from uh, an electrician, a company I worked with, we're talking about four or five years ago now. Uh, and we're just doing just general stuff within marketing. I mean, they were always just, you know, they, they just want more customers in. You know, they, they they were taking on more guys. They wanted to make sure the work was in to, to give them. So we're put, putting stuff out and on social media. And do you know what? Trades are probably still that that one kind of, of industry that you know that you can pump stuff out on social media and they will get inquiries. You know? yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. What, what happened like back, back in, you know, sort of four or five years ago is that, you know, I could almost guarantee that anyone and any trade we worked with, with with a Facebook page, we would be getting leads almost every day. It was it was a it was a gold rush at that time, yeah. and um, j- just through putting stuff out on on social media, we obviously started to do a, a a bit of a showcase on the range of work that that they completed, and talking with them and doing a bit of a, a deep dive and, and a fact find on all the different things that they did, security devices were one of them. So uh, alarms and CCTV and, and stuff like that. But they never really told anyone that they did it. If someone asked them, you know, if someone was talking with them, they said, oh, I need an alarm. It's like, yeah, we could do that. But they, they never really told anyone. So when we put stuff out on social media, we started to see that, hang on, the, the security stuff was getting getting more engagement. You know, right. so whether that was likes or someone commenting, oh, I need this. Yes. It was just when we looked at that data, it's just like, actually, there's something here. Yeah, so we were able yeah, to yeah. build more content then around it. And then we were able to, we could see that that was working and we started to build out then a page onto their website and we started to drive more traffic to it. And I, I think about 18 months later, security contributed to 30% of their turnover. Wow. And yeah. it was like, they, they never even mentioned it, you know, unless someone asked, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but all that came from was looking at the data. Just looking at the data. Yeah, 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 that's right. No, it, it's... um. Yeah, I, 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 it's crucial to look at the slow movers. I, I, I helped someone who had an Amazon business um, about two years ago, and um, it was the same thing then. The you had the really high movers, the very trending. Well, you had a lot of Christmas stuff that moved at, at Christmas, and the trending stuff. But it was the slow moving stuff. And so, uh, what this particular buyer went into, they actually, they actually, again, it looked like they were leaving money on the table. 
but they actually ignored all the trend stuff completely and just looked at the slow burners that kept moving. And as far as I know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in touch with them anymore, but as far as I know that their Amazon business was just steadily growing and growing month on month. And that's the whole important thing for a whole, the year that I was working with them, Every month, the sales have got better and better and better every month. Whereas the, you know, the trending things were up massive, you know, massive money made, then drop right down again. Um, and so I think it's it's it is those little it is you've got to keep those eye on those on those anything that's in growth is something worth worth paying attention to, even if the growth is small, because ultimately, as I said before, you know, if it's not in growth. Is it something you want to carry on working with? Because if it's declining, um, that could be just that become, become could become a money pit. I, I guess, like thinking of it in in a way where you know that that kind of relates in, into other things as well. If we think of just of like investments, whether yeah. it be the stock market or something like that, is is like compound interest, for example. You know, it wins over time. You know, you can put something yeah. into a steady account that beats inflation. You're always going to be making more money, and the same way with like so the the stock market is you could look at companies who are in steady growth over time you know they're more secure and more stable than just a company that's come about and people are chucking money into it yeah. that may not be around next week yeah yeah there's a, there's a story isn't there of um the compounding penny is it, is it oh yeah that, yeah either kind of give you would you take a million pound now or a penny that compounds every day for yeah. a year and it's like yeah. by the time you get to the year, it's more than double the million. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that yeah. that that to me is marketing. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, you're yeah. looking at that. That's that's, and it will be slow growth to start with. I think it's a there's a great piece in um, a book called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, mm. and he says that the, there's two lines that run along on a kind of graph, and the two lines are growth and decline, and they will run almost parallel for a long, long time before you see any difference. And then all of a sudden they'll split and the decline will decline rapidly and the growth will grow rapidly. Again, the compound effect of just doing the same things every day that you know are working um, that you and from the numbers that you know are working. The compound effect will kick in when all of a sudden that growth becomes really exponential. Uh, and it may have been it may have been just very slow and steady for the say first two years, but all of a sudden they'll hit um, that huge curve. So uh yeah, it's a good book to read. That one, the, the yeah, slide. I, I, I like it. I, I think I, I read it a long time ago, and then I read read the compound effect. Yes, right. Yeah, Darren. I think I think I remember you saying that you prefer the slight edge. Uh, yeah. over the compound effect, but I can just the compound effect just just blew my mind. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And, and and what I took from that is is I guess like like we're saying is is you can look at it in in different, um, you know, just different areas of life. So just with like fitness and and eating healthy. <laughs> And stuff it's the same thing you know like you know just to start off with you know if you're trying to do some running or, or some exercise it's quite tough yeah you know, yeah it is a bit grueling and, and a bit of a just it's a bit stressful to to get things going but after a, a, a bit of a bit of time you know you, you're flying yeah yeah and it just it's, it's a, and again this comes back to as we we're saying on the on the marketing it's every day you're doing something every day that's the whole point you don't you don't sort of have a week on and then take three weeks off just as something every day, you know, going back to the to the marketing and the visibility, it's something that keeps you front of mind every day. And if it is wearing that, you know, wearing your branded uh, workwear and your, your two every day, because you just don't know when all of a sudden it's going to 
it, you know, you're going to hit a like that inquiry in Sainsbury's that may have led to something else. Yeah, yeah that guy may then have gone on to to say, oh, I just worked with such and such an electrician, really good. And then there's a referral. You never know how big a scene of gold, if you like, that's going to be. So oh, um, I love that, mate. It's, it's, it's just so many things kind of falling in place right now. But I listen to a podcast as a guy. A guy, I think it's the states. It might even be Canada. I'm going to hash this completely, but <laughs> called Ed Millet, and he's got this thing called called Max Out. So Max Out in business, Max Out in life, and all this kind of stuff. And his podcast, um, I listened to this morning from from this week, is is with a, a UFC fighter, and I can't think what the guy's name is, but he's he's decent. He's quite high up, and he's just talking to him about how you, you get to a certain level, and then you know how do you, you stay motivated or you keep training to, to become better? And he said, what happens like for, for everything in life is that people look at perfection and then they, they can't achieve perfection. So they get put off. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but if you look at it as success, well, you yeah. can actually progress towards your success quite slowly, as slowly as you want 1% a day. Yeah. You know, can just equal, can get you to that, um, move you forward with, with success. Yeah. So even that one percent, that that small little increase is still successful. Yeah, and and that's the same with your marketing. Yeah, because that so I think so many people. I mean, marketing is a huge space. Right? It is. So, it is. And it and is. you know, time is always your friend and and stuff like that. But I think people get so put off with it, where it's just like, well, do you know what? If you start start doing things that you you can start start building up, then you know, for for it to add momentum and carry on through. But I think. I think one of the big things that we've we've kind of touched on and not really dived into with, with some of the, the copy and, and stuff like that is I think sometimes with marketing, some people are always kind of, you know, trying to, to rush things to, to get something out. So whether it's just the case of, I need to put something on LinkedIn. Uh, what can I put on? I'll do something and I'll put that out. Rather than taking the time to build something, which is an asset, something that can work for them long-term, so the, the effort that you're putting now can still work for you later on. That could be a decent blog post, a sales page, you know, um, some kind of lead magnet or, or something like that. But, you know, like you said, just that, that little success, putting something in, but doing it in a way that is going to help you rather than just doing something for the sake of it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's so much. This is the thing with, uh, with writing is that um, once you, you have a number of blogs or articles or, 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 yeah, or, or whatever they are, they can be repurposed and changed. You only have to tweak a few little things and they can be put out again and again and again. And interesting talk about LinkedIn as well um, is that, you know, we're talking about keeping front of mind and keeping it in, in, in time. It doesn't mean to say, for example, you have to be writing something new on LinkedIn every day because um, that can become quite hard work. I mean, um, I've done it for a long time and it, and it does become hard work, but I write all day, so that's fine. I, I, I do that, but a lot of people get put off by it. But all you have to do on LinkedIn is just show up and even start commenting on other people's posts, just making making sure that people see your name. It doesn't have to be that, oh, this person has put out another great piece of content. Yeah, you, you do that every now and then. Um, but the, sometimes it's just it's just being there, being, being contributing, right? Contributing, getting involved, be making conversation because I mean, anything, there's a, there's a great, I don't, I don't even know where, who it came from, but such a great phrase is that sales are conversations. That's all yeah. they are. They are just conversations, constant conversations. The more you have, 
the easier the sale will become because eventually it comes down to say, well, you know, would you like to work together? Yeah, I'd love to. And that comes from multiple conversations, but those are conversations with different people. So they see that, put, they see your face constantly thinking, wow, he's, you know, he's around all the time. You're not necessarily around all the time. You may be just going in for five or 10 minutes and commenting on a few people's posts, but the perception is that you're around all, all the time and that you must be really good because you you have something to say. Um, and people, you know, that that's a perception you can you can sow, if you like, with, without too much effort. Do you know what, mate? I think, I think it's great. There's, there's a guy on uh, LinkedIn. I, I saw his post yesterday and um, I, I commented on it. I think I even shared it just because I'm like, this is spot on. And it talked about the kind of unofficial LinkedIn rule that, you know, you, you have to sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like, like confined to, to a certain way of, of being on, on LinkedIn, that you have to be professional and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's there and he's putting out kind of like random videos, you know, of him and all, all kind of flashy stuff in, in the background. There's a, a picture of him as, as the Tiger King, you know, and stuff like this. And it's like all this stuff shouldn't have worked, but it did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My kind of comment was like, do I, I, and, and I think there was a question there that says, you know, what, what do you do on LinkedIn that you so say shouldn't do? And, and I commented on it, on it where I just said, I, I totally agree with this. Be, you know, the, the stuff that I do, the stuff that, that works a lot is, you know, me, me just being me. Yeah. I, I, I call people mate. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me. I, yeah, I call yeah. people mate um i put emojis on you know especially like the the kind of uh, like the muscle one like the bicep i put that on a lot yeah, when yeah. someone's done something yeah. well and um j- just talking about random things that that yeah. you're not my my expertise but just you know talking about random stuff and and it works and my whole big thing was that you just have to be you you have to be you i think and this from people right Exactly. I was going to say that you, you hit that on the head because they do. People don't buy from businesses and business names. They, they ultimately buy from people. So this is where, you know, social media writing, this is why I say the writing should be like a conversation you're having with someone across the table. Um, I'm, if you've got, if you're trying to write for, say, for example, I'm trying to write for an audience of 50 people, the writing will be diluted. It'll just, won't, it won't appeal. I may appeal to, no, I probably wouldn't appeal very well to any of them because I'm because everybody comes with different backgrounds. But if I'm writing to somebody that I know really, really well, and I, and I've got my little avatar for this particular service, and I'm writing to him as if I'm having a conversation with them, then it, he's going to pay attention. And it's like we're talking in a room, and that's the whole point about it, again coming back to the thing. They're just conversations. If you try to be someone you're not, it won't take long before your prospect reads through what you're writing or read through you and think mm, really um, because they, they are discerning now they understand they're not, yeah, you know, they're sophisticated now. So, so you need to just be yourself because, and again, this comes to another point about a lot of marketing is people trying to say, well, I want everybody to like me, but they won't, you know, they won't, but no, not everyone will buy your, pro- in fact, if everybody in the world bought your product, you probably wouldn't be able to fulfill it anyway. So, so why say, are you actually, trying to go for everybody? I was just about to say, it's a good problem to have, but still a problem. Yeah, it's still a problem. You won't do it. So, yeah, you know, this, when people, I, I, it's interesting because um, on, on some of the training I do, I speak to, I speak exactly this to some people and they say, well, I'm, if I'm writing to one person, am I not putting everyone else off? And I said, no, people will still read it. Um, but I make the point that if you so if you wrote to ten people in a day and ten people wanted your service in a day, every day, you're gonna 
that's that's a problem. That's unsustainable. Uh, you, you you're just going to crash and burn because you won't be be able to deliver it. So you don't. It's, the, the, you there's don't two want things that. there. I, I think that you think it was well. Like what you just said there is spot on. I I say the same where people say, "Will I not put someone off?" And, yeah, and I say we we live in a time now where. If we see something that, you know, don't get me wrong, I mean, if it's political or something like that, and we don't agree with it, there's lots of people who jump on. But just the, the general kind of marketing message, if we see something that isn't for us, we just, we don't pay attention to it. You know, yeah. we just pay attention when something is for us. Well, maybe 30 years ago or something like that, if a brand put out something that, you know, wasn't for us, we, we could turn against it slightly you know I'm, I'm saying we i mean i would have been a whippersnapper then but you know it's like going back then and the whole kind of mad men stuff of you know different kind of advertising campaigns and stuff like that that you know if you're talking to kind of maybe two different kind of avatars or something like that you are causing confusion whereas yeah. now you know and I've, i can't remember if we've used it on on this um you know these calls before but i'd take nike for example is that well you know they have golfing shoes but they also have the trainers that the, the youths wear in the street. Right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like the youth isn't put off by, by the middle-aged man or, or no, woman. No, no, of course not. That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, but my, miles back, you know, years ago, maybe, you know, it, it yeah. wouldn't have kind of come through that way. But like you said there is that, you know, it's individual conversations is that your marketing is actually hitting that one person. We've said it before with, with video and stuff. Who's watching the video? Well, it's actually only one person. You know, you yeah. have to be in a, in yeah. a room and even, I guess, even if you're say on stage or, or something like that and you're speaking or, you know, when, if you went networking, for example, whether that's in person or online is that you're addressing the room, but really you're just speaking to one person. Yeah, that's, and that's so, that's interesting because it's the art of public speaking. Now, if you go to any kind of uh, uh, training or anything about public speaking, they always say you make eye contact with one person at a time. You might be have a whole room, you might have 200 people, and you might be looking at different people at different times. But at that one time you're saying something, you're looking somebody, not every, not not a general looking around. You're looking at somebody in the eye, and they say that, you know, make eye contact and keep talking to that person for maybe five, ten seconds, and then you move on. But the point is that person then feels brilliant because you're talking to them directly. You're not just addressing a room. Do you know what's awesome with that, Miz? I think that there... It, it kind of it kind of sums up marketing which is today is that yeah. you can communicate <clears throat> with everyone but you need those little messages to have that conversation with someone yeah you know yeah. and they're the ones then who are going to take that next step from that one conversation and i think that yeah. sometimes you know and, and, and we've probably been on each call where I've, I've kind of dived into it with kind of avatars and, and niches that sometimes we drill too far down that we don't see the bigger picture and stuff but I think obviously we need to talk to an individual. Yeah. When we have a product or a service, that is, is what we're marketing. You know, we, we can market our business as a whole, but, but business marketing is only a small percentage of marketing your business. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, right. it's all about, yeah. about marketing your, your products or services. And, and once you do that, you then have a lot of options of how you can market it and how you can pull people in. And that's when I guess we get into that tracking and that data and making sure that everything works. I think that's probably a good episode to to do next. Actually, is is we get into your product or service and how you market that product or service. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, and make Brilliant. it there. So yeah, we already know what the next episode is going to be. So that's, yeah. that's always good. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, I think we do it again. We've covered so much. I on, know. You know, we just, we just keep rambling and, and carrying on. But 
I guess is is there anything from from what we've kind of said? I mean, I usually ask you if there, there's anything else to add, but how about we we kind of change it and just say to to kind of summarize, you know, all the kind of stuff we've been through today. What do you think is, is maybe that one thing that people, someone needs to remember or, or think about? Um, wow. Okay. Uh, I'll put you on the spot a bit there, yeah, right? That's a bit I, I guess maybe, maybe I'll, put it, I'll put it back to me then. Um, I, I guess me, me going through it, I think that the big thing for me is that, you, you know, you have to look at, at the bigger picture. Yeah. But you have to see the small movements going on. Yeah. I think that sums up perfectly, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like you've said before, tracking those small movements, paying attention to the small movements, small movements. But the bigger picture is remembering that we can't track everything. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, there's going to be so much stuff going on behind the scenes uh, that we never, we, we may never know. We may never know how far, but you could have referrals that go six referrals deep and then somebody will contact you. You have no idea where they've come from. But it's just been there as a referral to a referral. I was just thinking of something then, mate. Do you know what? I mean, this is this is the best way to kind of sum it up, right? Is that we're just having this conversation. Someone could be listening to this anywhere in the world. Yeah. And they could look at something that we've mentioned and they could put it into their business and that could have a massive change. Yeah. yeah. And we would never know about it. We would never know. But that's great. <laughs> but isn't that great? You know, the, the so amazing. We could make such a we could make we could potentially make such a change to someone. To, to help them to grow and then that's great that's if i can if, if if that works yeah that's fine works yeah, and, that's, and, I, and i guess mate summing that up as marketing is you know i say i say marketing but just the, the stuff that you're doing is sometimes people are always looking at what is that result or that instant result it's like sometimes you don't know sometimes you just have to do things to, to see what happens yeah absolutely right. that, that's a great part to leave it on right mm, i think so <laughs> let's, yeah. let's leave it there but i've, I've had yeah. a blast i can't wait until next time right um, okay that's it mate um mate, it's always a pleasure and as uh, always you know the person you know we're going back to that one person that's yeah. listening or, or watching thank you and we hope something can change your life yeah indeed thank you very much see you next time yeah cheers